This episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. We have a number of great shows coming up. For more information, visit myparktheater.com. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of the first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am at the food court again. This is going to be the fourth or fifth time in a row I've been yeah. at a restaurant. But it, you know, it works really well for um, meeting up and kind of off hours, right? So, mm-hmm. so uh, I guess here, I, I guess you, I guess to, to start off, I mean, I feel like over the past, I don't know, six months or so, I started seeing a lot of videos popping up on local bands, mainly hardcore punk bands, uh, of these cool live videos that were happening. And um, it was bands from Winnipeg, obviously, but there were also some uptown bands as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. uh, it kind of, somehow along the way, I found out that the guest on this week's show is uh, behind all of that. So if you want to just kind of introduce yourself and explain what is going on with those videos, because I think a lot of people have seen them and maybe don't know where they're coming from or who's making them. So Sure, yeah. So my name is Spencer. Um, I, I've i kind of titled myself myself as Western Canada video guy. Okay. okay. Um, pretty One of the biggest things that I kind of uh, spearhead and, and take part in is uh, a channel that I've started called Scoped Exposure. Yeah, and that's the videos um, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, taken a lot of influence, obviously, from um, Hate Five Six, and if you don't know, he's uh, Sonny is a guy who's been documenting bands in the States, primarily Philadelphia, New York area, okay, for cool. probably the past 10 years. I think he's coming up on his anniversary. So, you know, when I was getting into hardcore, he, I was using his website and his videos as a way to, you know, find out about new bands and, yeah, yeah. and watch videos of bands I liked, and then... Well, that's re- how it works, right? Someone's got to be documenting it for, you, for the next generation of people to for sure. get into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and he was doing everything from, you know, first shows to crazy reunion shows of cool. bands people didn't expect. Um, not just like well, whatever was the most popular. Yeah, yeah. So, which I can definitely relate, relate to doing the show because I mean mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of the, the bigger name bands are getting documented, whether it's you know recordings, interviews, shows, photos. But there's there's definitely a need for the smaller underground bands to because that stuff is important too. Yeah, it's just as important to be preserved and, and you know shared, right? So it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. 
So I guess I was, you know, I've been going to shows like, man, like probably since I was 16 years old yeah. and I'm 25 now. Um, and I just noticed that like no one was, barely anyone was taking photos to document those nights, but no one was taking videos. Yeah. And, you know, at the time Winnipeg had a really pop in scene for, for hardcore. Yeah, definitely. And, there was a period for sure where it was just yeah, crazy so, active. You know, realizing that, you know, no one's, no one's going to do it unless someone else does it. Yeah, and someone has me, to be the guy. Yeah, 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 so I just stepped up to the plate and, you know, brought my camera to shows and, cool. you know, didn't really have a plan, just was going to start doing it and, you know, learned along the way as far as, you know, uploading one song versus a full set, breaking right. the set into multiple videos. Uh, so now, primarily, the, the channel Scoped Exposure features bands across Western Canada uh, as best as I can. Right. When, well, you're when one comes, person in this yeah, like, yeah. large region, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have um, Scoped Exposure was an idea to bring on multiple um, entities to okay. kind of cross-promote but also capture more venues and, and shows and bands. Okay. So um, my buddy Cole, who is in Calgary where I live now, uh, he does photos. So usually what happens is any photographers at that same show yeah. usually will use those um, as other promotional pieces along with the set, but also okay. like the thumbnail of the video. Oh yeah, perfect, yeah. yeah. So, so you so, have a good quality photo instead of having to take a still, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I've just happened to be back in Winnipeg when whenever a show has happened. I've tried to plan those things out. Yeah. And yeah, like we're not even a year old and just having it Having it come under a channel name has been a lot better versus just my name. Yeah, and, well, people know uh, what to look for, right? They know that the, the, the scope exposure is a thing that does what you do, right? So yeah, you, it's kind of like the place to go if you want to see. I mean, it's been mostly hardcore, as far as I can tell, right? Is it? Is yeah, it, there's it, it, been primarily hardcore. That, like we've had some like punk, kind of like oi oi bands, yeah, kind yeah, of on yeah, the yeah, channel. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're not opposed to like you know, there's definitely hardcore individuals that have started pop punk bands sure. or indie bands or like or even folk bands and stuff depending on who yeah. It is, right? yeah 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 I know um you know a buddy of mine uh Hope was kind of he headed a band called Extract I played in for a while and then after that band was over he started kind of like a like electronic project called okay. Viva Not. Okay. So so I've filmed some of his sets cool, just awesome, because yeah. you know I think once you know once you've kind of gone through playing in a hardcore band there's there's something that you experience where it's more about the music and not just about like the performance sure, and things sure, like that yeah. so even if you take that into a new style of music you know the just the mindset that aesthetic is still there and the, yeah, yeah, yeah the mindset is still the same yeah well it's just funny too because i mean the amount of times just over the course of doing the show that people of whatever genre say they were in a punk band or hardcore band growing up like you could be country singer and like oh yeah, yeah when i was 20 i was in a hardcore band or, or, or a rapper or something it's mm -hmm. just it seems like it's a common thread especially in winnipeg that someone was in a punk band you know, yeah I, I don't know if it's just because the scene has been so big here or if it's because of just the convenience of it like when you're starting out you know three chords you got a band go kind yeah of thing, right but, yeah yeah it's just cool so when you say you cover all of like western canada is that based mainly on like you said you're in winnipeg shows happen to be taking place or are you actively seeking out shows to go to, like, across the region? Um, I guess, like, I'm very connected as far as, like, the Western Canada, like, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Regina, and Winnipeg okay. scenes. Um, Toronto kind of seems to get pooped on as far as, you know, feeling very spoiled, I guess, right. their scene is concerned, because lots of bigger bands will come up there and they the don't have to work too, as right? hard. Yeah. 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 So... Western Canada like has a lot of people that are trying really hard to you know bring bigger bands to their yeah. cities. 
Um, and the distances make it difficult for a lot of events. So yeah, for yeah, sure. Always so been the case so you have to work yeah. harder. Um, so, so when I see a show pop up, usually I'll you know try in my mind to quickly see if the practicality of that in my own life works. Right, right. Um, you know, sometimes there's, you know, I I was scheduled to go shoot some shows in uh, in Vancouver, and then there was, you know, some weather troubles that, yeah. you know, the highways are closed down. So at that point, it's like I don't have a say. Um, and I think once as things continue on and more people uh, look at the necessity of documenting and the benefit it brings, yeah. then there's conversations of like, okay, like can we fly Spencer out for this? show right, or they've like seen this your body of work of and they know what you can kind of bring to a band right yeah, doing that, yeah. And, and lots of people have been like super like supportive and like appreciative of like you know i meet someone they're like oh you're the scoped exposure yeah, guy yeah. like this has happened with me with this show too yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it's 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 very humbling and i'm grateful to kind of have that title yeah because I, I i've like i've had seen people like either shoot photos or shoot video of you know shows and then just drop off and you know, doing their own thing, and they're totally entitled to do yeah. that. But you know, I've really felt compelled to to keep it going. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think locally too. I mean, there's the same kind of deal with with show photographers. There's a handful of photographers that are just no matter what show you go to, one of them's going to be there, or mm -hmm. if not, two or three of them, and they're just like they're they're grinding, and that those are the ones who you get recognized because all the bands know them. Mm -hmm. You know, whether they're winning awards or whatever, that's regardless. Like the bands, are the ones know them, so the bands they're going to get the best shots. Yeah, because it's either their friends or, or the band has just seen them at every show and they know the style and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it, it it's definitely cool to have that kind of yeah. Yeah, it definitely is a, a challenge. Like whether you're photography, like doing photography or videography for you know a folk band or a hardcore band, as there's probably some bands that expect that just to happen, yeah. and they just think that's a part of the process of playing music, not knowing that after that show there's hours upon hours of work okay, for editing, editing yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. whether it's through the video or through the photos. Um, and ultimately, those photographers are either putting up those photos for free yeah. or, you know... And or giving them the band for, for whatever they want to use for yeah. yeah, so I, I think there's uh, there's a level of that, I think, in just the regular realm of doing photography or videography that someone's going to not fully appreciate what you do, but yeah. at the same time, like, people that do appreciate it, like, it means, you know, it means the world. And I think more awareness is coming to that. I think so, too, yeah. People, yeah. people are starting to... Probably the same for the show. I too. think so too. Yeah, people are treating just documenting what they're doing as is more of a, a craft or an art unto itself rather than just oh here's a guy who's just here doing it and I can mm -hmm. take this and use it, right? Yeah. Do you think that uh, I don't know? Are you familiar with um, the photographer Charles Peterson? No, I'm he not. did. He did a lot of the. Um, I, I have a book by him, and, I, and this actually, I, I think of this every time I talk to anyone who does video or photos. Um, he uh, documented a lot of the early, late '80s, early '90s grunge stuff in Seattle. Oh, okay. And so a lot of those early sub pop singles and stuff, like Soundgarden and Nirvana and everything, they have his very distinct style. And what I kind of like about it is, um, it definitely captures the live energy. I mean, because they might take a photo at a show or take a video at a show, but. I think you have to be kind of embedded within the scene you're covering in order to capture what it is that makes the live show kind of pop, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So do you think that there's something like, just from having been involved in the hardcore scene, that you sort of know what to look for when you're filming? Like, I mean, Oh, you, absolutely. You know, like yeah. maybe the, you know, the singer's going to do this or something at this point, and you know you make sure you're there to capture it kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's actually a really funny point, because, you know, there's a, I think it's, um, 
Oh man, I, I can't remember what the name of the documentary is. Uh, it's by uh, Noisy, which is like an offset yeah, of Vice. Of Vice, yeah. Um, but it's just talking about hardcore and like there's a section at the very end where it's the lead singer of Title Fighting. He's just talking about like, you know, you don't have to be good at guitar to play in a hardcore band. No. Like you need to just, you know, kind of play a couple chords and then you'll be fine. And that's that's the thing that like hardcore is is very like some bands are you can expect you know when that drummer yeah. rolls in and then Just that's gonna knowing, kick into yeah, yeah. A, like a fast kind of punk beat yeah so i know you know when i'm filming a drummer and that's happening i i can guesstimate that when i you know pull that it's gonna be a natural transition versus right. you know if i had multiple because a lot of the time I'm just shooting I'm the only camera angle so right. I have to, you have to get the right make stuff, the right? Yeah. sets interesting in the sense of you know s like swinging to from the drummer to the vocalist or zooming and swinging at the same time sure. so there's techniques that I've learned or just experimented with and sometimes like I'm watching a band and I do that and then it's like oh that totally didn't work but right. you know where that's the beauty of shooting live it's just like kind of trial by error but you have at least an idea just based on you know being immersed in that kind of music that this is a pro approximately where this is about to happen and yeah. you can sort of jump in there whereas like if you were doing say a jazz show or something you might oh man else, i would be so right, lost there's someone else who knows kind of <laughs> has a better idea of like okay yeah. this is kind of where this will happen and this guy's about to solo so you know to go over here yeah right so, yeah yeah, some kind of yeah thing. that's interesting yeah. do you um and you have a fairly kind of distinctive look to what you do as well uh yeah where did that come from yeah i think so when when I was just putting out videos just under my name, like the the video would just pretty much kind of roll in, and you know I would honestly I was like copying a lot of like what Sonny did because I really right. didn't have my own style at the right. time, um, so I was just you know band logo or I didn't even use band logos I would just spell them out in like my favorite typeface. Right. Um, but when I start started scoped like I'm a lot of my job like outside of this is like into marketing so I wanted to have kind of a brand that when someone watched this video they knew it was yeah. scoped exposure yeah. not just like you know something else because um, anyone can add a typeface and spell something out yeah. so I wanted to have kind of like this kind of VCR like archivist kind of yeah, look cool, yeah. um, with a broken like uh, trackings kind of yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah 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 so um, so I kind of I take extra steps to you know take the band logo, I put it into like an After Effects file, get that kind of like staticky yeah, kind of yeah. look to it. Um, but, you know, taking those extra steps makes that brand um, noticeable yeah. and distinctive. Yeah. Well, it's cool too because a lot of, a lot of kind of the more uh, iconic hardcore videos are on VHS anyway, on tape. So, I mean, they have yeah. that just because they've been reproduced so many times. Yeah. So, it's kind of got that look anyway. So, you... so, so funny story, when I was actually looking, because I was looking for sound effects to use of... Um, you know, the VHS player kind of going yeah, in yeah, and, yeah. and popping out. Literally, it was this creepy video of someone putting a VHS into their VHS player, but it was just like shot on the iPhone. There was oh, yeah. like heavy breathing that I had to like edit out. It was very, very strange, but I like that idea of, um, you know, just having like me being kind of this sole proprietor holding all these pieces of... Uh, yeah of memories together. This is, I completely relate. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely, I mean, when, when I started talking to you about this too, I was like, oh, cool, this is just a different medium, but it's the same thing I'm doing essentially, right? I mean, it's like... For sure. Talk, I mean, you're filming live, I'm talking to bands mostly, and it's just like preserving for whoever wants to hear it, maybe somewhere down the line, right? Yeah. It's, oh, this was a thing that existed. It was really cool. You probably didn't hear about it because it lasted six months, <laughs> but mm -hmm. like, here it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people don't, th like, don't recognize that, like, either capturing something on video or photo or, or audio... Yeah 
like you can call back to certain things. So oh, I'm sure, sure like any time that you interview someone in the future and they were talking about like a new album or an yeah. idea they have, like you can literally like like place that clip right absolutely. after you talk absolutely. about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. It's yeah. Because cool. yeah. yeah. I know that, you know, in you know, seventy years, like a lot of my friends who might not even be my friends at that time will be like showing these videos to their grandkids, yeah. if not great grandkids, being like, look, look at dad, like spin kicking this other right, guy exactly. in the face yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And which is cool. It's like, it still exists. Right? I mean, I'm thinking about this too. Like, I mean, I have kids and you know, when I'm dead, my just, just floating around the internet somewhere will be these podcasts. For sure. So they can like yeah. listen to my weird interviews, you know, when I was in my thirties and stuff. And it's like, oh yeah. yeah. So, and, I, and I've been thinking about that a lot more too. Like, um, on this, on this trip to Winnipeg, I've kind of started shooting some episodes of a vlog that I want to release yeah, yeah. and one idea for that aside from like you know being being creatively challenged or making content is just for you know the future generations of like my kids and, yeah. and, and kids to come don't have any kids right now yeah. and don't have any plans to but when that eventually comes you know like, I never got to really know what my great-grandpa was into. Right, and now because of the internet, you can, right? Because everyone, yeah. everyone has a footprint. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be weird because people are going to start dying, you know, generations start dying off, and their life is there. Yeah. Uh, whether it's on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or, or a podcast or a yeah. video thing. It's just like you can go back and look. Because, yeah, for sure, great-grandparents, I don't know. I mean, I know I've seen a picture maybe of my great-grandmother once, but, like, what's she like? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. No what did, yeah. like, you know, what kind of music did she listen to? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's cool. weird. It's, it's cool that that exists now. It's yeah. Gonna be, it's going to be yeah. strange for the future. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people just think in the moment, like, oh, like, you know, why are you, you know, recording this podcast yeah. in the mall? Why can't you just have a conversation? It's like, well, you know, it's thinking more like macro versus yeah, exactly. micro. And it's, it's, it's because the conversation is about something interesting that other people might want to know, but whether it's next week or whether it's 10 years from now. Yeah, like, and a lot of people think that their life isn't interesting. Right, everyone's, like, everyone's life is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. And it's frustrating, too, because, like, as someone who tries to, I, I try to, obtain as much local music as I can whether that's like just old CDs that are you know long out of print or whatever or tapes records and there's so much stuff that is just gone like even bands like you know I'm 35 and there's bands that when I was 15 they released tons of stuff and it's just gone like yeah. I mean if I am lucky enough to find a copy from someone or Value Village or whatever <laughs> and I get it and I'm so pumped but it's there's just like a whole multiple eras of local music that it just it doesn't exist anymore yeah and thankfully now because people are using things like Bandcamp and they're posting more photos and more videos and things it's just it's so much easier like someone can make a documentary about the Winnipeg music scene 20 years from now and there's just so much content that they oh, can find which yeah. is and so people need to be doing that I think whenever I hear of a band you know recording or playing a show and not recording it's just like you can do it you have a phone <laughs> even if it's on your phone yeah. just document everything because like it's it's worth something to someone you know yeah and, yeah I like the other one of the main well it's like the only band I play in even though I live in Calgary but I would film every show that we would uh, yeah. play. Uh, the band's called Locked In, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just film just more so for like for me to critique. Is that the Winnipeg Locked In? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got the tape. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like Sean has uh, Sean's my bass player. He was on on the yeah. podcast yeah, he's, earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was he's in like a million bands. Yeah. 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 He was saying we're on elder abuse practice schedule because all their members are spread right. out across yeah, yeah, Canada. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's. It's hard to, to balance those things sometimes, but you know, it's it's just nice to have, like, for sure. you know, for like sure. you never know what's gonna happen, so might as well just have some right. kind of camera recorded. Like, or there's just, no excuses. Just even a photo, just the fact that it was there, this happened because the venue might close down a few years from now, and they oh, have documented sure. the venue. Like, it's, it's just, I, I wish, like, I look at things like, um, 
you know, you can Google Street View and you can see what people's houses look like, you know, five years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish that existed 30 years ago. I wish there was yeah. a picture of, like, we're in the mall right now. I remember there was a bookstore here and there was a Sam Recommend that when I was, like, 12, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I wish someone had a photo of that because I remember where it was. I remember what the store looked like. Yeah. I remember where the you know the, the tape sections I went to, where the punk section was. I can picture it in my head, but there's no yeah. document of it. And that's, I mean, that's a store. It's not that important. Yeah. But it would be cool if there was a way to go back and look. And now, ho- hopefully, there will be for important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. mall stores, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and that's been interesting too. Like you know, being a Winnipeg local for like you know 24 years of my life, and only recently moving to yeah. Calgary. Like, I would come back you know every couple of months you know originally for work and now like for some other freelance stuff but to see how things have like changed or like oh this place closed down yeah. like you know it's five new places opened I yeah, know. It's, yeah it's 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 kind of it's weird like the the city kind of fast forwards it does. you know and obviously like you can't expect things to you know stay the same or things like that but uh it's interesting there's a strong desire from a lot of people to keep things the same though i mean like yeah the, yeah even something like the albert which has been closed now for I don't know, five six more years like it's been a while like Every time I hear something about it might reopen, I'm pumped. Even though, like, you know, I have kids, I rarely go to shows. It's not going to be the same anyway. I'm probably going to go there, like, a handful of times. But it's still, like, the idea of the Albert reopening is just, right. I'm so pumped about yeah. it. But it's really, a, it's a sense of nostalgia. And the nostalgia is not going to be there if it ever reopens. There'll be a new place with new owners, and yeah. none of my friends who I hang out with all the time there will be there. There'll be different bands. But for some reason, it's like I'm clinging to this idea that, like, oh, it's going to be great. It's the Albert. It has to reopen. It's, it's essential. But it's not really. There's been seven other venues that have opened up. And, like, the Windsor is now the pump venue. And you know what I mean? Like, everything's good. Yeah. 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 It, it's, that's weird too like i i know even before i was like capturing shows like i knew like you know certain venues would pop up like i remember going to like like sunday matinee shows at the purple room so it'd be like 2 p.m you know shows done by five you can still go to dinner with your friends like or like be home for supper with your family um but then that like well kind of hardcore shows were like banned there kind of yeah yeah. just like you know, certain walls would, you know, not sustain their <laughs> yeah, the impacts yeah. of the mosh. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of went down. And then the, the grave had yeah, a few yeah, shows yeah. for a bit, like across from the Garrick. Yeah. And then that flooded a couple springs ago. So, like, that doesn't exist anymore. And now it's like the daughter is like the, the yeah. go-to place for yeah. lots of metal and hardcore shows. And the Windsor. And the Windsor, too. Yeah. 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 And, and it's weird, too, because like just, you know, over the course of doing this, I talk to people of pretty wide-ranging age groups. Like, I'm, you know, a decade older than you, right? I've had people younger than you on the show, too, and mm-hmm. way older than me. And just like the nostalgia that each generation has is totally different anyway. Like, I mean, I could be talking about the Albert to someone who's 20, and they don't, it's, it's meaningless to them. They yeah. heard about it once, maybe. It's like, oh, I heard it was a shitty bar downtown, right? It's like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, but it's just over their head because they didn't actually, yeah. but I, I didn't experience it in the 80s either, right? I mean, like, 90s Albert stuff, early 2000s, sure, mm-hmm. but 80s stuff, I heard all kinds of crazy stories, but I can't relate to that, and they can't relate to it. It's weird. Yeah, and, and I remember hearing, like, Albert shows of, like, I think Comeback Kid played there a number of times. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it's kind of like the same thing with me moving to Calgary now, like talking to lots of, uh, you know, people who have been there for like 10 years plus. Oh, yeah, and, and there's like, venues that they are super yeah. nostalgic about. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm filming a fest this coming weekend at a venue that, you know, used to have, it was packed full of like, you know, 400 people. Wow. And, you know, like the fest is, I think it's on Facebook, Facebook which is always, you know, yeah, it's, it's always questionable. questionable <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's supposed to have, I think, about 200 people there. Okay. So it's just interesting how, you know, yeah, things flows, change. Right? Yeah, heads yeah. and flows. Yeah. 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 So do you do you have bands approaching you to film them, or do you still picking and choosing the ones that you want to do? Uh, I guess like, you know, along with the brand of like the graphics and the animations that I've created yeah. to kind of keep that um, 
level of consistency, the the types of bands is also I kind of try and take into account. I try to be like kind of accommodating, like you know, if a, a metal core band was to reach out to me, like I'm not gonna say no, like right off the hop. Right. But you know, they're you know we're starting to build an audience that has an expectation. So, um, so with that in mind, usually we'll just pick shows that we go to, that and makes sense, yeah. and then if there's any bands that are kind of outside of that, like I still tell them like I freelance. I still freelance, so yeah. it could be like, okay, if I'm going to film this, like, it's going to be, you know, this much amount of money. Right, so it's a job versus a passion yeah. for that, yeah. And, and it's the same for, like, hardcore bands. Like, you know, any, my buddy Joel in Edmonton, like, he asked me to come up there to film his band's, like, CD release, and um, his band's called Time's Tide. They're kind of like a melodic hardcore mm-hmm. band, and uh, so he was asking like how much it would be. I was like, well, like me and uh, me and Cole were gonna come up anyways. So he's like, no, no, I wanna like pay f- pay for it. Like you guys like do great work. Yeah. So, and and what I've so- told anyone is like anyone who wants to you know pay like look at it more as a donation to like what we're doing. For sure. For sure. So um so he he gave us like a couple hundred bucks. So like it covered gas for us to get nice. up there. A nice. but you know put that into. You know some hard drives because you know all, all these the shows. Footage, yeah, 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 we're yeah. we're we're already almost used up our three terabytes. Wow. So you know, yeah, that's, that's a lot yeah. of footage. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely can relate to that because I I mean I have a communications, marketing, journalism background, and I, I do that kind of stuff. I'm writing press releases and shit for my day job all the time. Mm-hmm. So I do occasionally freelance for local bands and you know write bios for them, press releases and things. And it's not so much about like I need a bunch of money from them. It's like I want to. It's usually a band that I want to help, or yeah. that I'm friends with, or I know them, and uh, like I think they should get out there. So it'd be like, yeah, I'll give you a, a reasonable price for it because I, it benefits me as well as you because it's like I get to you know I get to do something fun <laughs> using using the the, the the education and skills I have anyway. Yeah. But and I also get to help push that because I want to push it right. Just like, yeah. And and like. I, I've accepted a long time ago that like most hardcore bands or punk bands or just bands in general don't they're have broke, yeah. yeah they're broke they don't have money for marketing budgets yeah. but you know if if a band's coming to me and they're like can I can we shoot a music video and it has a big story and yeah. like we want to have a drone shot like overtake <laughs> I'm like okay well you're looking That's into the cost. thousands yeah, yeah. of dollars for sure yeah. for sure yeah yeah yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so is there um like do you take requests from bands like if someone just messages you they see your videos they're like hey I'm playing a show in Calgary on what such as a date like do you does it work that way or, or are you more sort of you'll seek them out first or do you just show up like that? Uh, usually it's like um, as far as like for the bigger shows like whether it's in you know Winnipeg yeah. uh, or in Calgary or, or wherever usually I know the promoters like well enough you know like because a lot like when they re- announce like who's playing you know, probably 70% of the time, like, I've shot one of those bands. Right. So they're sharing my video in the event to kind of help promote it. Right, so it helps the venue, you know, too, because you're, they're, they're being filmed, their venue's being filmed. For sure. The bands are, yeah, yeah. yeah. So usually, like, you know, I'll just, you know, I kind of have a, a an agreement or a, a relationship with those people that they obviously are way more than okay for me to come down. Yeah, yeah, and it's, sure. you know, you know, sometimes it's, like, I'm more than willing to kind of pay my way but like sometimes I've showed up shows and promoters are like yeah like you're sh- you're working so like you shouldn't have to you know pay that's awesome pay the uh the cover so well, I'm totally fine too it's uh so yeah it's it's uh I have been asked of some bands but again it's like trying to find that that balance of like does this work for the channel yeah I still want to help you out but like how, how can we make that work yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's a weird position to be in too because you're doing a lot of independent shows and stuff, and mostly, right? They're smaller shows and things, yeah. and it's like lesser-known bands. So yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah, I think the uh, the idea of the channel when we started, because I was, you know, I was shooting small shows, but I would shoot like, you know, Comeback Kid and right. Counterparts when they would come to town, you know, at the Park Theater and. Right, and Comeback uh, Kid's a huge show in Winnipeg, especially. Like, yeah, 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 and those would actually, you know, bring more attention to the channel because more people are searching sure, for I, that yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I kind of. Uh, wanted to set it as our channel was a way to promote shows and scenes in okay. Western Canada. Okay. So, you know, like I thought for a while, like if when I lived here, there's a, a fest in Fargo called uh, Snow and Flurry, okay. um, which is a kind of a parody of Sound and Fury, which happens in L.A. Right, right. Um, so it happens in the wintertime versus the summer. And I messaged them like a few years ago asking if, they would cover my gas and you know gave me a place to stay and I would come down and yeah. shoot the show and I, I'm still kind of debating of like if I was to do that if it would come out under scoped exposure because that's like a more US Midwest hardcore yeah, yeah. scene and you know there were, uh, my bud, my buddies in Stepping Stone have played that a couple times now so they would come out on the channel but I don't want to only say yes to one band and then like, yeah, it's an it's awkward, on yeah. something else yeah. so I'm honestly still figuring those things out. Um, never, like, but I'm trying to focus mainly on, like, show bands in Western Canada and bringing, bringing them value in, yeah. in media and then the scenes as well. Because, cool. like, in Calgary especially, there's lots of individuals who are, like, working to get bigger bands up to Western Canada. Like, yeah. you know, bands in Seattle and Portland and California. Um, well, I guess the, especially in BC, right? I mean, oh, it's, it's for so sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in like for the fest this weekend, like the the kind of uh, quartet of guys who are putting that on um, ha are flying out for you know relatively big you know hardcore yeah. bands. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Harm's Way, Homewrecker, yeah. uh, uh, Hands of God, uh, Dying Wish, which used to be a band called Trust Issues, which I filmed, and then Vomacaro. So those all come from like California. Yeah. I think Harm's Way is uh, somewhere on the East Coast, but you know, paying for flights, paying for hotels, yeah. accommodations, food, like they're trying to bring the awareness of their audiences to that and then, you know, you know, bands are fans of that band, and there's right. lots of crossover well, they, that yeah, way. They see they played this festival, and it's like, oh, where is this? Like, yeah, there's like Calgary. What, like, what is that? Yeah. Like, what state is For that? For sure, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, then, then they get to see your videos and see how big this scene is, and see how good the fan reaction. Yeah, it's going to help other bands want to come up there. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, there's always like a weird thing. Like one of the first bands that I filmed that was a bigger band uh, was that kind of popped off on my channel was Knocked Loose. Okay. And they like they're kind of riding this hype train still as far as like the popularity of their band yeah but their show in winnipeg was like very very like you know lot not lots of people i guess at the time were not fans of them and so like everyone was like in the comments like the mosh is so weak yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that but you know it's one of those things like when i started out i was thinking oh man like this is a kind of uninteresting video or you know like the crowd wasn't really into it but then I didn't want that to be an obstacle to to post something, yeah. especially if I've done so much work to oh, you know, film it, it yeah, and yeah. edit it yeah, course, and then, yeah. you know, render it. Um, you know, so, you know, there's been things like that and even certain bands have like asked me to not post videos before. And yeah. so that's kind of been a interesting thing of like, you know, 
like I've already posted it or I was about to post it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you want to respect um, what the band wishes. Um, so, some things though have been a little like, kind of like surprising yeah. as far as a like n me not agreeing with that being a valid reason not to post a video, sure. but you know, trying to not just worry about that and just kind of move on to the next thing. Well, the cool thing, I mean, the funny thing about that too is there's a lot of bands that, you know, past or present, whatever, that have gone on to bigger and better things and their early videos are online and people love that shit because it's like, you know, even some, you know, it could be a band that has like millions of listeners now and you go back to their first show in 95 or something and there's like 10 people there, but it's super cool to see. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not in the hardcore scene, obviously, but uh, I remember seeing a video a couple years ago of uh, Rage Against the Machine playing their first show ever in like uh, a university outdoors in like the campus or whatever. Oh, really? And cool. there's people walking, no one's paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same songs from their first album, which like blew up, right? Yeah. And they sound the same, but people are walking by just casually like, oh, there's some student band, whatever. And like, it's cool to see that because, you know, like you see them like, 10 years later and there's playing to 50,000 people. Yeah. And so like, I mean, Crazy. obviously, obviously hardcore bands, there's a cap on the t sort of level of popularity, even for someone like Comeback Kid, you know, because the scene is, is the size it is. Yeah. But I mean, even comparing, you know, one of their first shows, if I played a basement show or something, to a show at the Park Theater that sold out, I mean, it's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. and I think there's value to seeing the the early basement show because it's like you see where it comes from, right? Oh, for yeah, sure. I know, like Post Malone, who's like probably one of the biggest names in yeah. hip hop right now. Like he used to play in like hardcore metalcore bands. So, like, like everybody. There's <laughs> yeah. there's videos of him of his old bands from high school like covering like Asking Alexander which is like a yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. cringy like metalcore yeah, band bad, yeah. <laughs> but like it is cool to like to see his love of music like he's always talked about him being an artist not like a rapper right so it's it's just yeah, those things are, you know, it's better to have it than to not have Absolutely, it. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Even if you just played poorly, even if there's a tune, even if there's 10 people there, it's still a cool thing to have, especially because if you want to kind of go back and see where they come from. It's yeah, really Th there's too many people that think that, like, every video or every show is, like, the show that, yeah. you know, is going to either make or break their band. And I think it's just a matter of just keep, like, keep doing it. Yeah. And, like, regardless if someone's there taking video or taking photos, like, that... Like, that is a luxury for, for a lot of scenes. Like, it lots is, yeah. of scenes just are happy enough if the sh if the promoter, like, breaks even, right? Yeah. yeah. So, don't don't think that it's, like, oh, you know, we didn't have lights or, you know, you this was kind stuff. of... Yeah, it's, yeah. like, just put it out. Someone may be super into it, and, like, that person may be someone on a record yeah. label or some yeah, band that wants to take you on tour. And they'll see that video and be like, oh, this is cool. And then if they like that early thing, they might see, here's a Palmer Polish video in the re recommended viewing. Oh, here's what they sound like now. This is great, you know? Kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have a friend who um, lives in North Dakota now, but he plays in a folk duo. And they've been coming up here and doing shows every once in a while. But they live stream every show. And whether it's a house show to five people or it's, like, at a bar or whatever, they've been live streaming every single show. And quality's not great because it's on a cell phone. But it's... I think that's, that's doing it right to me. That's cause, because it's there and you're, you're keeping track of it and you kind of people can go back and see the progress and, and you can just like otherwise it's gone otherwise it happens yeah. once and it's, it's gone so yeah it's also the idea like and you can do it now when it's you, easy yeah like when you have when you put everything out there and you have nothing to hide you have nothing to lose right exactly yeah. like you know if, you're, if your band is like super concerned about a set or like something like that like versus just being like this is you know how it is and I've, and I've heard that from, from bands that I've shot I've heard that from you know you know, I was mentioning earlier about Sunny. Like, I've actually yeah. connected more with lots of other like documentaries that I've looked up okay, to cool, over cool, the years. Cool. So, my buddy Steven in uh, in LA, he shoots lots of the shows there, and uh, he's messaged me like, 
some band like their manager reached out to me and said like I was using the wrong logo but like it's there's like an updated logo but it looks like 95% of the same right. so like there's things like that where it's like man that sucks just like just move on with it like you know better things to worry yeah, about for sure for sure yeah. yeah it's weird I don't know it's I think that the way the internet is and the way so many bands are almost every band has to market themselves it's just become a weird thing now where people are trying so hard to manipulate their image which is not a bad thing that's how social media works but yeah. but like to the point where they're not recognizing the value of some of the stuff because they're deleting everything so fast and then just oh here's the newest thing but it's like well the old stuff is value too yeah I yeah and <laughs> I think it's you know content like you know something that I've had to check is like you know the quality of the video or the quality of your music like quality is subjective. Yeah. So you know you may spend X number of time getting to eighty percent, and then the same like X number of time getting it to eighty five. Like yeah. sometimes it's better just to put it out and like you know there's so many stories of any type of artist that you know we're questioning like oh we were even unsure about putting out this track and yeah. then it like popped off and that's the track that got them yeah it's noticed. always the track they're not sure about right it's like i don't know should we do this and they just do it yeah and then boom yeah yeah because exactly. yeah there's there's so much content in the world nowadays so it's better just to have as many fish lines out of your yeah, boat as you can for sure because hopefully one bites and some of my favorite stuff is uh still to this day is tapes i bought in like 95 that were recorded on like a four track or worse mm-hmm. by some local band and you know if they'd waited until they could have the perfect studio quality but not happen the band might have broken yeah, up or because even perfect sc- studio quality like back in the day was like pretty bad right. compared to like <laughs> compared today's to, compared today's to someone music. on a cell phone now yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah so but I mean if they had just waited too long maybe the band would have broken up maybe the songs never would have got recorded and, and then it's just gone forever right so yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I'm all about archiving and, and preserving things yeah. but um, just before we get uh, wrap this up here is there someone that you kind of want to shoot but haven't had a chance to yet? Do you have like oh, a, a dream sh- band to shoot? Yeah, it's hard because I've thought about bands um, that I would want to shoot and like the different angles that I would, you know, right. I wouldn't want to do just me. I would want to bring on some other members to kind of help with that. Um, I think the two, I think the if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Turnstile. And okay. I know that's a very, like a lot of people listening are like, oh, like there's so many videos of Turnstile and but they are the most fun band that I've watched sets okay. of. Like, I, I was telling my Just buddy in terms yesterday. Of like stage presence? Yeah, like they're they're like there's members of other bands of like Trapped Under Ice and Angel Dust oh, yeah, that okay. kind of make up that band. Um, but as far as like music wise, it's just the most. I guess it's like very easy listening hardcore. It's like very <laughs> it's fun, yeah. but it's still like hard at times and groovy. Like. All the music is like to the music, not trying to be like fancy. Yeah. Um, I was telling my buddy yesterday, like usually there's at least five people, like on the big sets, there's usually five people on stage about to stage dive as there are members to the band. That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's... So it's just constant action, right? Yeah, Yeah. and there's, you know, they're not concerned about, you know, having a perfect performance. Like sometimes the mic will just trail off into the crowd and then it makes its way back, like for the next Those are always the best shows I find, like when, when it's... I mean, one of the kind of constant theme on this podcast, no matter who I'm talking to, is that people appreciate, like, a genuine performance. For whether sure. it's on a record, whether it's a live show. Like, especially in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I was talking to someone about this last night, actually, uh, on another interview, is, is that people in the city tend to have a really good bullshit detector. And, like, <laughs> yeah. if something seems fake, they're just going to reject it immediately. Like, I, sure. I think it's... Because the music scene is so tight-knit, people kind of have... Uh, they have a radar for that stuff, right? And you can right. tell. And, I mean, yes... 
Mike falls on the guitar, you know, guitar goes there too, whatever. But as long as the feeling's there and the, the honesty is there and the genuine, like, this is who we are, this is what we're doing, it kind of works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think, again, like, going back to that point, like, whether you're doing videos or podcasts or, or, or music, like, if you're, if you're just being authentic and being, like, you know, being true to who you are yeah. and doing your thing and not really giving a crap on what anyone else thinks, like, you have nothing to hide. So, exactly, like, yeah, so just do it. Yeah. For sure. So if someone uh, is hearing about you for the first time on the show, what's the best thing for them to do if they want to find out, find some of your videos, find out what you're up to? Yeah, so Scoped Exposure, uh, it's on YouTube. You can search youtube.com slash Scoped Exposure. Um, a lot of our videos are on there. We're on Instagram as well, Scoped Exposure, um, or at, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm on I'll, Instagram. I'll, I'll link to some of the stuff in the show yeah, notes too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of things coming out upcoming that I'm really excited about like one thing of starting to because a lot of our content is dictated on whether shows are happening or not so trying to diversify a little bit so like we're actually thinking about starting our own podcast very soon that's awesome Um, so more the merrier right yeah yeah so definitely want to like talk about hardcore and the things beyond that yeah. and the interests because they're and we then have the so same many. scope exposure uh, name. Yeah, yeah so I don't think it'll be like scoped exposure podcast um, I feel like um, well I, I guess I can say it because then it's like written in stone or in, in audio <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but we're planning on calling it uh, beyond the noise okay cool, cool. Um, so again it's talking about hardcore and the things that people are interested beyond it because there's people who are like doctors yeah. outside of playing in music. There's people who are, you know, videographers. There's people who are into like crafts and records. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It, yeah. it stems of all things. So that's that's kind of where our focus is going cool. and hope to capture some uh, some cool interviews at the fest this coming weekend. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be close to 300 episodes. They're all there for free download streaming in the archive. Uh, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight to UMFM, and those are um, older episodes that get a second win, so it's May now, might not come out till October or something, but the cool thing is, like, I mean, by then you'll have so many more videos that people can check oh, yeah. out. So, yeah. yeah, lots um, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So make sure and to go check it out. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the podcast. So they're always there for free, but it's kind of just an extra bump when it, when it airs on the radio, which is always cool. So, and yeah, social media, you know, look up Witch Police, 90% of the time you're going you're gonna to find this too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. Cool. Thanks, Sam. Yeah.